What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Welcome to the zoo. With Sex Panther and Chubby Zebra. Hey everyone, it's Thursday, what is this, the second Thursday in November, 72 degrees here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's time for the zoo, we get to talk some college football, joined as usual by my good buddy Chubby Zebra. Zebra, what's going on? You know, we we talked ourselves up uh, over four solid winning weeks and then we kind of stumbled um, a little bit in our gallop last week with a two and three that could have easily been three and two if not for a silly fumble for no reason by New Mexico that was scooped up by um, their opponent for a touchdown and we lined up losing that game by a point but other than that it could have been worse could have been better but time to get back up uh, you know on the on the right side of things this week. Yeah, could have been worse. Could have been me. I'm one and four. I'm catching down to your record. I'm only I'm only one game better than you. I'm sitting at 527 and 27 on the season. Chubby Zebra 24, 25 and one. We gotta get something going here. There's there's enough uh, information out there for us to make an informed decision. We're on nine games today. We're on one of the same game, so technically eight games to talk about. Um, so I'm ready to get started if you are. Fire away. All right. Well, uh, we're going to start down there in the patch. I call it the patch. Everybody that wears an SEC patch. Super proud of their conference and their teams. We're going to take a look at the Missouri Tigers. We're going to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee got to hold on to that number one ranking for a week. Well-deserved at the time, but a rude awakening going to Athens and taking on the Bulldogs, who in 27-13 to 13 doesn't look that bad but it really was worse than the score indicated georgia pretty much dominated both sides of the ball the entire game missouri they're four and five two and two and four in the conference but listen those losses have been against good teams and they've been close they lost to kentucky last week by four they lost in the swamp by seven they lost to those same bulldogs 
by four points. So Missouri, the record's not impressive, but they've been keeping things really competitive. Um, a lot of that has to do with their defense, of all things, giving up 21.4 points per game, just a little bit better than their offense, who struggles to score at times. And I think that's kind of where their downfall has been. They only muster 350 yards per game of offense and 23 points per game. I don't know if that's going to get it done against Tennessee. Tennessee's probably going to have a little chip on their shoulder after this game. They return home where they've been absolutely dominant, putting up a ton of points at home. But I think where I'm at is Missouri, they keep these games close. They're having a tough time finding ways to win. I'm looking at a 20 and a half points. Ah, come on, Missouri, just one time. I haven't bet on you all season long. Just one time, less than three touchdowns. I'm going to put my money on the Missouri Tigers. You know, once you said you you were on this game, I took a peek at it. And I, I would say that's the way I lean as well, just for the simple fact that Missouri's games are low scoring and they, they stay in them. But I don't know if you gave me a 10-point teaser. I don't know if I'd take this game both ways, meaning Tennessee minus 10 and a half and Missouri plus 30 and a half. I have no clue what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to stay in that range. It's either going to be tight or Tennessee's going to come out with that offense that they have and just absolutely just destroy them putting up a 50 burger and you know 50 to 10 so i don't know where to go with this i would lean your way but it's not a game that i that i that i can get on yeah probably not a game i should be on but i had to bet on something this week oh next game up we're going to take a look at liberty i want to take on yukon this is a matchup of two of the country's best covering teams. Um, the Huskies, year after year of incompetence, um, can become bowl, bowl eligible this year with, with one more win. Jim Morris Jr.'s squad is 8-2 and two against the spread with an average cover margin of over a touchdown. This one could be a game where Liberty comes in maybe potentially a little bit flat. They're fresh off an upset of Arkansas in Fayetteville last week, and and next week, they're looking to head towards a game with, even though they're not good, it is the in-state big brother of Virginia Tech. Hugh Freeze, uh, you know, he, he will, he's going to need to work his magic to keep his team focused just because of this being that sandwich game against a team that looks to be inferior. Liberty, uh, you know, they're a bit beat up following that Arkansas victory. They're likely to be without their best offensive player and running back Day-Day Hunter, who was injured last week. And UConn's rush defense, um, you know, it's 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 good. Um, they're they're their offense very rush heavy, and they're going to struggle to move the ball um, against what I think is a very underrated Liberty front seven. But the same's going to happen for for Liberty without Hunter. They're going to they're going to struggle to move the ball at all, as well. Liberty, they're four and zero against the spread as underdogs but just one and four as favorites, including 0 and three when they're double digit chalk. Give me the motivated home dog trying to get to a first bowl game in a long time. I'm going to take UConn plus the two touchdowns, make a UConn plus 14 and a half. I don't hate that play. I think there's no doubt in my mind Liberty wins this game. Um, but when you look at Vegas, giving this a total of 45, and then you get a line of two touchdowns. I mean, UConn, I wouldn't think they're going to get shut out. Uh, Liberty does uh, prone to give up some points. They've given up 19, 14, 20, 24, 24, just in their last five games. And a couple of those are some real snooze fest, like Massachusetts and Old Dominion. So, and those were on the road, which Liberty is on the road here. So 
Uh, yeah, moral support. I, I lean here, UConn with the points, but I really don't think there's any chance they win this game. Next game up, we're going to take a look at the LSU Tigers. The flavor of the week, right? <laughs> Knocking off Alabama. Now they get to go to Fayetteville. Talk about those aforementioned Razorbacks. You know, I think there was a lot of expectations on Arkansas coming into this season. Built off of last year. That incredibly successful year last year. But I tell you, in the SEC, particularly on the Western side, it is so, so hard to duplicate that kind of success. On the flip side, is LSU was, was that team, one of the teams where we did talk preseason. And be, being a Notre Dame guy myself, I'm very familiar with Brian Kelly. I did not think could coming into year one, he would do what he's doing right now. After that Tennessee ass whooping, I mean, there was questions on whether or not they would be bowl eligible. And now you look at Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, back-to-back-to-back wins. Uh, Alabama obviously standing out there. Uh, Brian Kelly's got them believing. He's got the Tiger fan base, you know, jumping for joy. And uh, at this point, they're sitting in the driver's seat in that Western Conference. They went out. They're going into that SEC title game and take on uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know that Arkansas really stands in their way. Arkansas's been good, not great, but some of their losses, Mississippi State, they got beat by 23, Alabama got beat by 23. Um, you know, these Arkansas, when they lose, they lose in grand fashion. Now they're coming off that game that you just mentioned, losing to Liberty at home. That really has to make it difficult to come out of the locker room and play an LSU team that just has everything going right. The thing about this game that's kind of got me a little confused, maybe you can help me out on this, Chubby Zebra, three and a half points. After Arkansas lost to Liberty and LSU beat Alabama, I mean, two completely different trajectories there, only three and a half points. I feel like I might be jumping into a trap here, but I think those Bayou Bengals can go into Fayetteville and get it done. I'm going to bet the Tigers here. Not not a crazy play. The line does suggest that, you know, that, you know, we're, Maybe they're trying to get some Arkansas money on this by by being over a field goal. But, you know, the public sees what LSU did last week, and, they're, you know, they're going to think, oh, my, only three and a half will jump all over that. So the guys that set these numbers and the, the systems that set these numbers are really intelligent. Uh, you know, LSU, they're looking at – they got a non-conference game next week, and then they've got Arkansas this week, and then in two weeks they got Texas A&M. In reality, they really only need to win one of those two games, and they're going to represent the SEC West. Brian Kelly, though, he might be thinking – you know, top four, if, if things were to go perfectly for them, they could find themselves right up the ladder. If they were able to win out and actually beat Georgia in the sec title game, they could be looking at a top four position with two losses. So I don't think you're going to see them, you know, take the old, Hey, we need to win one out of the final two to, to get in. They're going to go after it this week. And if, you know, if they, if they play anywhere near as well as they did against Alabama, um, you know, they're, they're going to get it done. I don't know what to expect from Arkansas, but I think you're going to have a real inspired effort from LSU uh, to get this thing done. So the hook, let's hope it doesn't get you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, all the support in the world for Brian Kelly and the Fighting Tigers. All right. Next game up, University of Central Florida, your new darling, I think. Going to take on the Tulane Green Wave. Yeah, Tulane, um, 
They continue to get very little respect in the betting community when all they do is cash tickets week in and week out for the people that do back them. They are the country's most profitable team with an 8-1 and one against the spread mark, covering by almost seven points per game. UC, UCF, my aforementioned darling, um, they're coming off back-to-back battles. Um, they were victorious both over Cincinnati and Memphis. But in those two games, they won, but they could have easily lost both. UCF, they've got an RPO offense that can be neutralized by a team that's able to stop the run. And that's exactly what the Green Wave defense can do. Tulane's defense ranks in the top 25 nationally in yards per rush allowed. And the defensive line clogs the middle, allowing the linebackers to freely flow outside and kind of funnel everything back towards the middle. They got strong cover cornerbacks, which allow for, you know, even more defensive flexibility. The key for Tulane's offense is going to be providing quarterback Michael Pratt a clean pocket, something they haven't done on a regular basis. If that happens, he's going to be able to carve up a suspect USC secondary. Since taking over in 2016, um, Willie Fritz, Green Wave's coach, is the most profitable coach to back at home going 26-11. and I'm going to ride the Green Wave, put themselves in position to be in the American Championship game. I think they're going to get the victory. I'll lay the one and a half and take Tulane. This is a this is a toss up game. It's a tough game. Really hard to call. Uh, I do like Central Florida. Uh, they're the game. Listen, this is strength versus strength, right? You talked about Green Wave's rush defense. The Knights, two hundred and forty yards per game on the ground. Uh, a lot of that comes from their their multi talented quarterback John Riss Plumley, who's you know obviously leads the team in passing, but also. 532 yards on the ground. They get those 240 yards per game with, you know, the quarterback. And then there's two stud running backs that they truck out there. If the green wave can keep that night rushing attack in check, I think you, you could be right. It's, this is a tough one for me to even lean. I think this is, this is actually a very watchable game. I don't know if this is going to be one, one of the main stations ESPN two, it looks like. Um, but this is a very watchable game. I'll give you moral support, but um, I don't really have a take on this game. All right, at this point, Mad Max, it's time for you to put a break in here and let the kids know uh, what, what the world thinks of their listening habits. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. All right, and we are 
back. Next game up. The Alabama Crimson Tide hitting the road. Going to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. Alabama has lost two of their last three games. Both on the road. Both against ranked teams. And a loss. Here we go. On the road against 11th ranked Ole Miss Rebels. To say there's no love loss between Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin is to say there's no loss, love loss between Donald Trump and pretty much the rest of the world. Um, th- th- this is going to be a slobber knocker. I-, I think Alabama is still good. This is a really good team. Like I think everybody's just so used to seeing Alabama dominate that whenever they lose two games, they're like, they're ready to bury Nick Saban, always lost his edge. I don't think that's the case. They're, they're four points from being undefeated four points against two really, really good teams. But that's where I'm at with Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a really good team. They go toe-to-toe with Alabama offensively, uh, both teams putting up nearly 500 yards of offense. Uh, the, the thing here is the points. Ole Miss is catching 12 points at home. I feel like that's way too many I like Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. I think there's actually a legitimate shot they can win this game outright and give the Crimson Tide their third loss. But I'm going to be greedy and take those 12 points and put my money on Ole Miss. You know, you and and a lot of the public, that this seems to be the play um, everywhere. And it it actually ticked up a half point from from when it opened. I, I don't get this line. I would think it would be closer to a touchdown. Uh, something smells here, but I don't know exactly what it is. And therefore I'm not going to, you know, step in it. <laughs> Something stinks. Just watch where you step. Well, you know, they, they don't call me, uh, I don't know what the hell they call me. Chalk Panther usually, but I'm taking a bunch of dogs today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I might, might be broken after last week's one and four. Next game up. You like the mid majors this week. This is your game as well. Louisiana Tech on the road, take on the San Antonio Roadrunners. You know, if you go look in the past, it's usually, you know, me being on the on those big high profile power five games and you sniffing out the the, the strange ones in the in the, the group of fives. But it seems to be flip flop this week. Um, Louisiana Tech, their offense, they got back on track last week while beating Middle Tennessee State 40 to 24. Parker McNeil. Was the key? He came back and led the Bulldog offense. Um, he came back from an injury, threw for three TDs and 8.6 yards per attempt. Texas San Antonio, you know, they're they're prone to giving up big plays. So McNeil, you know, as he's watching film, has to be licking his chops this week. UTSA's quarterback Frank Harris is probably one of, if not the best, group of five quarterback out there. He's at 9.2 yards per attempt. He's got 21 touchdowns, just six interceptions. And he's also a, a factor in the running game with 6.4 yards per carry and 21 carries of over 10 yards this season. Louisiana Tech defense, it's not good, especially against the run. And that can be a bit concerning in this game and probably leads to the big point spread. Texas San Antonio, they play at a lightning fast pace. They run a play every 22 and a half seconds. And Louisiana Tech isn't far behind running one every 24.6 seconds. This one has the makings of a good old fashioned shootout with, you know, the home team or the the road team, Louisiana Tech, hopefully hanging around. I'm going to play both a side and a total on this one. I'm going to take the 18 with Louisiana Tech. 
maybe thinking there might be a backdoor cover, but hopefully we don't have to worry about that. But I favorite play of the week is I'm on over 68 in this game. I think this thing's going to get into potentially the 80s. So give me Louisiana Tech plus 18 and over 68 points. I like both of those plays. You sit here and go through the, the recency of these teams. San Antonio, 44, 31, 30, 31, 45. We know this team can score and score in bunches, but they give up points in bunches. I mean, they're giving up an average of 30 points per game. Uh, it doesn't really even matter if they're at home. They gave up 27 to North Texas, 28 to Western Kentucky, one of my you know favorite group of five uh, teams there. Um, but Louisiana Tech, even their losses, they put up 34, 41, 27. Like you said, they can score. So I, I love both those plays. I think the Roadrunners at home probably do win, but 18, that, that just seems like a ton of points. So all the moral support in the world, hell, I might even just – we're going to be at the casino this weekend, so I might even put a bet on that game. <laughs> All right, next game up. Louisville hitting the road going against the Clemson Tigers. To say Clemson took one on the chin last week might be an understatement. It was the most complete performance we've seen out of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish all season long. And I think the more telling thing here was it was the realization that Clemson had been living on borrowed time all season long. They're eight and one, six and oh in the conference, but you just kind of felt that the bottom was going to fall out. DJ Ugalele, the, the quarterback, uh, the, the numbers look good, but in reality, when you watch him play, it, it's not been good. He's been benched a couple of times, and uh, the offense just isn't really clicking in the bigger games. They get fat off some of those you know, trash games uh, get run up the score a little bit, but in the bigger games, they really have not gotten it done. They put up 27 against Syracuse only managed 14 against Notre Dame. And that was almost, you know, when the Irish called off the dogs, you look at Louisville, you know, Chubby Zebra, I think you were pretty high in Louisville when the season started. It's too bad. You kind of jumped off this train a little bit because they've won four in a row and they've looked damn good doing it, beating that, Darling James Madison last week by 24. They beat number 10 Wake Forest by 27. Beat Pittsburgh, beat Virginia. Like they've been running some, running up the score and playing some incredibly nasty defense. Louisville's going the right direction. Clemson's going the wrong direction. And I'm getting the, what I feel like honestly is the better team with seven points. I love the Cardinals. I think they could be prone for an upset here. Um, so give me Louisville with the seven, but I think there's actually worth a, maybe a sprinkle on the money line. What do you think? You know, you talk about a team that's living on, you know, what they've done in the last five, six, seven years. It's Clemson. You know, they went first bowl championships, ratings come out there number four. And, you know, it doesn't take a, a Rhodes scholar to realize that was a ridiculously high ranking and that they're, they're you know, they're, they're basically – they're not even a top 10 team. I mean, they, they're, they're wins. You know, they eke out one against Syracuse. They beat Florida state by six. They, they beat NC state by 10. They go double overtime against Wake Forest. They're just not a top 10 team. Yes, they win. Yes, they win in the ACC, but as we've seen in the past, the ACC is basically Clemson and, you know, and, and the rest and, they're the only team that even, you know, comes on the national scene. So I don't know what everybody sees in Clemson other than the fact that it's a name brand and, and maybe they like it, but I, I'm with you on this one. I don't, I don't think Clemson is that good. I haven't thought they're that good all season. 
and they could be ripe for the picking for another one. Um, but definitely take the touchdown in this one. I, I like where you're going with that. All right. Next game, last game. I don't know if anybody's keeping track at home, but Chubby Zebra's only bet four, well, three games and a total. That means he's got one game left. Doesn't happen often, but Chubby Zebra's betting on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish game. Don't know that he's necessarily betting on the Irish, but he's on the game. Irish fresh off that big victory against Clemson. Now hit the road, go to Baltimore, take on the Navy midshipmen. Despite their three and six record, typically give everybody just so many problems with that triple option offense. Joby Zebra, what are you liking this game? You know, yeah, I, I've, I've talked, you've talked about how I am a Notre Dame detractor. Um, but if you've listened the last two weeks, I was, I was on them against Syracuse. I actually, that was one of my plays. And last week I told you that I liked your play and said they would beat Clemson. I didn't think they beat Clemson that decisively, but I thought they would beat Clemson. Um, they're coming into this game sky high um, after those two wins at Syracuse and home against the, quote, then number four Clemson Tigers. Question is, will this young team and staff be able to ride that momentum or are they due for a letdown versus the worst of the three service academies? Navy, they've got a good run defense, which is critical versus Notre Dame offense. And that's why, you know, they're, Notre Dame's offense is, I'll, I'll, I'll call it, limited through the air um, Navy defensively they rank in the top 15 in line yards opportunity rate yards per rush stuff rate rush success rate they're stopping people from running the football they're going to be able to compete in the trenches versus a very good Notre Dame offensive line now if Notre Dame's passing game can somehow magically appear Navy's in big trouble, and this could be a blowout. Navy, they obviously run the ball as much as anyone in the country. And if anything, that's probably Notre Dame's defense's uh, weakness. Catching 15.5 points with a total of 39.5 is quite intriguing. Navy, you know, they're going to need to bleed the clock by getting first downs, first down, first down. Even if they have to punt after getting three or four first downs, you know, that, that, that's going to take seven, eight minutes off the clock. And that's what they have to do. Now, they're going to have to obviously score once or twice to, to be able to cover the number. I've liked Notre Dame the last two weeks as a dog, but I'm not on them this week as a two-touchdown favorite. I'm going to take Navy with the 15-and-a-half. You bloody traitor. I was ready to get you a blue and gold jersey, quadruple X, just to make sure it fit. Uh, it's a tough one to call because 15 and a half is, is a ton of points. Navy almost always plays Notre Dame so hard, but Notre Dame's defense against a very one-dimensional midshipman, as you mentioned, I think if they throw the ball five times in the game, I'd be stunned. They run, run, run. And I think Marcus Freeman, you know, he's, he's a defensive guy. He'll have his guys ready for that offense that the midshipman will bring out. Um, the, the line at 39 and a half with, with, like you said, 15 and a half Notre Dame's given up. It says Vegas to me. It says Vegas to me doesn't believe that Navy's going to score. They're not going to score very, very many. So uh, I think Notre Dame's defense comes out. They've been giving up some points. They gave up. I mean, Clemson barely counts because I think that one of those touchdowns they got was at, at the very end. That game was already in hand, but they gave up 24 to Syracuse, 21 to a bad UNLV team. Uh, 20 to BYU when they were out in Vegas. 
so they, they've been prone to give up some points. I think this is a get-right game for Notre Dame. And now that they're getting ranked by the committee, they're starting to be a little bit of noise about Notre Dame maybe making one of those big six games if they can win out. And they've got a big test coming up in the future against USC. So uh, they need this one. They need to be impressive. And um, I'm betting that they are. So I'm going to lay 15 and a half points and put my money on the Mighty Irish. That's going to do it for this week's Zoo Chubby Zebra. Any final thoughts? Well, it, it's good for anybody that wants to bet on this game that we're not on the same side of that because, I mean, I think we're hitting at about 25% clip when we are on the same side. I, I can't disagree with anything you said. This game could be a major blowout. I mean, you can see 35-3. to 3. Um, Just got to think that that Navy's going to try to control it, and, and if they can get the running game going uh, – you know, I, I like my side on that. I think Notre Dame's going to win the game, but uh, for some reason, I think Navy is the play. But no, other than that, it's um, you know we're starting to get down towards the end of the season here, and you know things are starting to take shape. One game that I did look at but didn't play was you know this week's number four TCU, and you know they're getting a touchdown at Texas. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the rankings next week if, if that line holds true. You know, the big three are going to be there. You're going to have Georgia, Ohio State. Well, actually, it's probably the big two. Georgia and Ohio State all year. Michigan's going to get beat by Ohio State. So, 3-4, uh, it's a, it's a crapshoot right now, and it could go down to, you know, probably anyone that's ranked three to nine right now could be finishing in that three and four spot. So, it's going to be fun to watch the next three weeks is what happens. Yeah, I think it's a good thing they're moving to eight teams because four, like you said, after Georgia, Ohio State, assuming they win out, um, I mean, you could throw them all in a hat and pull one out and have pros and cons for any of them. But uh, this is a less than intriguing week. There's some, some marquee matchups, but not maybe as good of a betting week as the last couple weeks have been. Um, so that's it for us. Before we get out of here, Chubby Zebra, we didn't agree on anything. We'll figure out how we're going to get there. But uh, – I need your stone cold lock of the week to put together this parlay. My 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 lock of the week is to take that over in Louisiana Tech, Texas San Antonio. It's a quick track, no weather concerns at, at UTSA because um, I, I think that thing's going to fly over the sixty eight early in the second half. So uh, Louisiana Tech Texas San Antonio over sixty eight. You like the over sixty eight? I you know what I, I hate that hook, but I think LSU goes into Fayetteville takes care of Arkansas. And um, I, I think of, of all the games that I bet, the most moral support I feel like I got from you, I, I, I think we'll put the Louisville Cardinal in there with those seven points. What do you think? Uh, I, that's a good one. I mean, that's getting seven. If that thing happens to tick down to six and a half, I mean, hurry up and get it now while it's still seven because it's not going to go higher. Yeah, it's definitely not going to go higher. They're not going to give Louisville that hook. So, um, all right, well, that's what we got. We got uh, the over in the Louisiana Tech San Antonio game over 68, the LSU Bayou Bengals minus three and a half, and the Louisville Cardinal plus seven. That is going to be your Zoo Chubby Panther parlay for this week. We're hanging out on Facebook, we're on Twitter, but mostly it's the book club in the Discord. You guys get in there and shoot the shit with us, call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did last week, what you're going to do this week. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools.
Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.